Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, December 15, 2021. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? We had Kabuki Theater. We had the post-Kabuki Theater rally, as indicated by the title of yesterday's video. We had what's called a jam session after Kabuki Theater, also known as a rip-your-face-off rally. So that brings a whole host of other questions in mind. We're going to talk about everything. The first thing we're going to do is look at the daily chart, and we're going to assess where the market is, taking it at face value, We're going to peel back the onion later and throw in some more items. The bigger picture, we had Kabuki Theater this week. It's now come and passed. We have quadruple witching options expiration. Weird stuff happens when all these things take place at the same time. Bunch of rebalancing, bunch of unexplained movements, and then all of a sudden we have the rip your face off post Kabuki rally. Well, now we're back almost at the all-time highs. What does that mean? Well, let me throw a couple of things at you. You're going to be hearing this stuff or seeing this stuff in the coming days. So here, we could make a case that the market just made an inverse head and shoulders pattern. It's not the greatest one on the board. However, we can make a case that it does exist. Let's just say that was the case. What would the target be if this thing played out to the upside, if there was another or a continuation of a relentless rally up north. The number is like 490, give or take. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but if this is a bona fide head and shoulders and it does go up and the pattern plays out to where it does from a mathematical perspective, it's 490. Let's talk about some other things that are on the board. So what happened over the last couple of days? They came up short of a gap down here right around 459. So there were a lot of traders waiting for 459 for a number of reasons, either waiting for an exit or waiting for an entry. Either way, they're waiting. Guess what? Just like we stated yesterday, they were left at the altar. What happened today is also known as a short squeeze. Buying begets buying. Panic buying sets in. We discuss that all the time. Regardless of the reasons or the believed reasons why, whether they're real or not, doesn't matter. Here we have, on volume, 113 million shares, the market's trading near the all-time highs. You have to take it at face value and say, there's nothing wrong with the tape, it's bullish, she's above all the moving averages, the trend is your friend, and that's just the way it is. Now, what do we have coming up on the docket into the near term? Ah, we have another one of those tinfoil hat events. Now, the first thing we'll say about those is, and we say this all the time, they can have two different impacts on the market, really three. A, they could have no impact. So we'll take that one off the table and assume they're going to have some kind of an impact. And if they did, what's it going to be? It can be an acceleration. It can be a turn in the tape. We don't know whether it will or it won't either way. It's an awareness If a market is trading up into one of those events or down into one of those events, it can have an impact and turn the market in the other direction. We had one recently. The last tinfoil hat event occurred on the 18th of November. A couple of days later, she put in a top and traded lower. 
Is the same thing going to happen this time? We have no idea. She could go up in the other direction. We just don't know. It's an awareness. When is it? Next week. Right in the middle of what would normally be probably the beginning of the Santa Claus rally, the Christmas rally. Maybe it begins after Christmas. Maybe it begins before Christmas. Either way, there's a lot of traders looking for a continued rally into the end of the year. Are they going to be right? Right now, what we have is a bull tape. What do we need to look out for to say, hey, something other than bullish is going on again? Well, it's very simple. They start failing from today's rally, and they start going back down, and we see them headed for the gap at 459. The likelihood of stopping at that gap the next time down is slim to none, and slim is on vacation. They came up short of the gap, and certainly they came up well short of the gap on this daily chart. They really got supported just north of the big fat round number, 460, ES 4600. Well, guess what? Sometimes they come up short of the big fat round numbers. Other times they spike them through. You never know which one's going to be which. That's precisely what happened this time. Not only did they come up short of the big fat round number, come up short of the gap as well. And when they come up short of this stuff, at least while they're doing that and trading away in the other direction, we take that as bullish behavior. When they start getting above certain stuff, we get the feeling they're not coming back any longer or at least anytime soon. And guess what? It becomes a bullish event. Let's check out what happened inside the numbers today. We'll run through the commentary. I'm going to highlight a couple of important things that you can learn from, that you can use to your advantage, that if you're an Inside the Number member, you could have made a profit on various trades today. We'll circle back to stocks on the move in a while. It's hump day already. Wake up mainly flat, and of course, we were waiting on the Fed slash Kabuki Theater. The normal morning rush is due before the typically settle in and tread water until the mid-afternoon FOMC announcement. Here are some just-in-case numbers, and keep in mind, at zero dark 30, when the market was trading in the pre-market, they weren't anywhere near this number, 461.40. It will be the early gateway to lower numbers, which means they can run a test of it, but if they start getting below, it opens the door for other stuff. Think of a gateway as a test site. Getting below on candle closes opens the door for that gap at 459 we keep talking about. It's unfinished business. Getting above 464.35 opens the door for the northbound lane up to 466.60, and then they went higher after Kabuki Theater. We'll get to that stuff later. But in between, and that's in between 464.35 and 461.40, is a chop shop formation. We'll focus on what's moving. We've got some stocks on the move. We'll see what happens with the SPY later. We're moving along. So let's fast forward to the market opens. 9.35, here's what I'm saying. 461.40 is the only support I'm willing to buy at present. We don't know that they will get there, but if they do, buyers will be there waiting under normal garden variety conditions. 9.35 a.m. Here's our five-minute chart. Let's get our faculties right at the vertical is today's activity. Here's the first five-minute candle of the day. Here's the second one, 9.45. The candle closes at 4.62.21. They were nowhere near 4.61.40. But what happened when they came into 4.61.40? They came into it. They bounced off of it. They rallied. They gave you the trade. They come back later. 
but they gave you the trade anyway. That was the morning SPY trade. The high over here is 462.97. We'll call it 463. Keep that on a sticky note. Let's fast forward a little bit. Here's the stuff that happens if it goes bad. You need to know both sides of the tape. If a trader is going to get long from down around there, the target is going to be a spike back above 463. Not right away. You'll take profit along the way. Getting below 460 and a quarter is no good. So not only do you have the buy prices, you have the guidance, and you have the exits. I'm not sure whether or not you like apples, but if you do, how do you like them apples? 462.20 is the first profit target. Now think about this for a moment. It doesn't seem like a lot, but when you're talking about the SPY, for example, most traders are trading the ES, they're trading leveraged exchange-traded products, they're trading options, it's all over the board. So let's just talk in terms of points. The first target was about eight S&P handles. That's eight. Many traders, too many traders, are looking for two points. We're not looking for two points. Then up to 463 is what? Another eight points. We're looking for trades that can pay. Let's move along a little bit. They did the thing. They spiked the first target and all that stuff. That was it for the morning trade. There was nothing else on the board. We've got Kabuki Theater coming up. The market's just going to go in a chop shop formation leading up to Kabuki Theater. You take the morning trade, you put it in your pocket, you come back after Kabuki. So let's fast forward. Here we go, 115. Let's go over the notes before Kabuki Theater, the FOMC announcement took place. What was I thinking? What was I saying to traders inside the numbers? You can read this for yourself, but I'll summarize. We were looking for a spike down to 458 to 459. If they did that, it's a buying opportunity. If they're doing it fast, you have to have the balls to do it. It's not for everybody, but it was the opportunity. What's the other side? How about this? This is 1.15 in the afternoon on a super spike, which would include panic buying. That's what we did see. They could trade all the way to 469.50, give or take. Hard to believe at the time. Here's a 15-minute chart. Let's just, again, see where we are with that. So that was at 1.15 in the afternoon. They're down here at 4.62 and change. What's he doing talking about 4.69.50? Again, here's a five-minute chart. 4.69.50 is up here. Now, I'm not saying it was the best short on the board, but if you waited for 4.69.50 just by chance and you were looking for the short, maybe you rode the thing up there. Maybe you rode it up there and wanted to reverse. It doesn't matter. The concept is, look what happened. That was, in fact, resistance. Now, they went up after it into the end of the day, but that's not the point. Here's the point. Where are you getting this stuff that gives you the numbers, the teaching, the concepts, how the market works? You're not. All this stuff was in the spirit of being prepared. Pause the video. Read the stuff. Go back to the charts. Now, the rest, I'm just giving them the numbers on the upside. If a trader wanted to be long, they need to know the resistance areas, and the prize is 469 to 469.50 zone. Hopping on is not my cup of tea, but that doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be my cup of tea for another trader to say, hi, I'm okay with hopping on board. I'm going to ride the thing up. Every trader has a different tolerance for risk. Every trader has a different thing they would rather do and rather not do. The numbers were magnetic. Once they started going up, they're going to hit the numbers. They even hit the prize. How do you talk about a prize 
before Kabuki Theater, 70 or 80 S&P handles away from where they were trading at the time. Who does that? We do that. And here is into the end of the day, read the notes, go back to the chart, double check the work. What we were saying in the afternoon is as long as they stayed above 463 on candle closes, they're good for more upside. What happened? They got more upside. Let's take a look at a few charts. These are the list from Stocks on the Move. We had six on the board today. We're going to look at the charts of MDT, NUE, and we're going to look at ZIM. The rest didn't hit their price objectives or entry targets. They're off the board. Here's Medtronic. So you can see they kind of creeped into the number. They ended up doing the thing while I was on the way to a dentist appointment. But I wouldn't blame a trader for not taking this trade. They hovered over it for a period of time. It goes to show you the numbers work. Sometimes they do it in the manner in which we prefer. Sometimes they don't. If they don't, it doesn't mean it's not going to work. It's just not the same trade. 103.56 was the number, obviously. How about Nucor? Now, this one looks like a debacle, so let's go down to a shorter time frame. Here's a one-minute chart. So what happened? The thing opened the day at 112.99, seven cents above my number. Then, in the next minute, it goes all the way up to 114 and a half. It did the deal. That wipes out 112.93 as the same trade. It's no longer the same trade. They come down, they come up short of the second number, hover over the second number, takes the second number off the table, or if it didn't, a trader bought the second number and were stopped out about $2 lower because you can see what happened. The stop was about 109.30, and they came lower than the second number. The trade didn't work, but the first number was off the table. How about ZIM integrated shipping? So this one came in, bounced up. So look how far away it was or how close it was, 46 35. That's one of those tweeners. Wouldn't blame a trader for not taking it. Wouldn't blame a trader for taking it. Here's what happened. They came into the number later and they had a rocket ride away from the number finishing on the highs of the day. That was, in fact, the numbers. So what do we say? The numbers work. We do this each and every day. You see the videos each and every day. All I can do is the best I can for inside the number members each and every day. They're getting everything we've got, the numbers, the concepts, how the market works. The idea is to have a leg up on the competition. Who's the competition? All the other traders out there. Every day when you show up in uniform, you're entering a snake pit. It's survival of the fittest. And therefore, my contention is you have to know your numbers. IWM, herein lies a rescue operation. We talked about some important prices, some important places. They were at that place. What did we talk about yesterday? The rubber band was getting stretched to the point where it's either going to break or snap back. Today, and you can see this as evidence on the daily chart, they're attempting the snapback. Now, maybe they rally up to the underside of these moving averages. That's fine. That's normal garden variety behavior. They could have done that before. Instead, they went lower. Here, they made a new low and reversed on volume. They should have follow through. If they don't, watch out below. But under normal garden variety conditions, you're going to see follow through for at least two or three days. Once again, 224, 225 is overhead resistance. What about the folks down at the transportation department? 
So we talk about my two favorite market-leading indicators. IWM is A number one, and the transports are A number two, but they're my favorite canary in the coal mine. What did we talk about yesterday? Specifically, we talked about this breakup candle low. We talked about the fact that they didn't close below it. We said they're being held up by that and the 50-period moving average. You have another breakup candle low right beneath it. Technically speaking, on the weekly chart, there's nothing wrong with the transports. They're in an uptrend. The trend is your friend, all that stuff. Now, even though they had that wild move on Avis budget, and that's why we started to look at the IYT, let's take this candle into an account. I don't care about the tail candle going up north. I care about the low. So this is the weekly chart. This is the low, 15,859. Look what happened on a weekly basis. They went down to run a test, but they closed back above it, never closed below the low of that weekly breakup candle. Guess what? If I do this and I say, hey, they came back to run a test of a former breakout area. So here they ran up and were rejected. That's normal. Now when they bust through, this becomes the breakout area. They go all the way up and they came back to run a test of the breakout area. So from a technical perspective, they did the same thing that we talk about regardless of the chart, regardless of the time frame, over and over and over again, the transports are right in sync. They're doing the stuff they always do, and what the chart is reporting back to us is it's bullish from a weekly chart standpoint until they close below the low of that weekly candle, and also that would put them below the breakout area where they ran up to here, so if they come back below that, then we start discussing the moving averages and so on. At present, it's not bearish, it's bullish. What about the folks out in Silicon Valley, the Q people? Another rip your face off rally, just the same as the S&P. They're almost back to the second bite at the Apple price. Same rules apply. Above all the moving averages, the trend is your friend. Will they make a new high? We don't know that they will or they won't. Sometimes the following day after the Fed meeting, all of a sudden, everybody realizes, hey, wait a minute, they didn't really say anything different than we already knew, and they send the market back down. We don't know one way or the other. We take the market at face value right now. This is bullish. There's a lot of resistance up here. They've tried to get through here a number of times. They couldn't. Is this time different? It may be. We take it one day at a time. If they do, if they start to pop over 400, they will be some resistance. Write this number down on a sticky note, 403.40. Maybe it's 403.50. Maybe it's 403.60. In that neighborhood is overhead resistance. What about the financials? We've been talking about this one too. What have we been saying? We've been saying this is a move higher. This is a bullish pattern. We talked about this last night. This is like a bull flag pattern. Maybe it's a wedge pattern. I don't really care what you call it, but it's also on time. Breaking out to the upside puts them where? Filling the gap around 40. Garden variety. What about Smash Mouth? Pretty good proxy for the tech space. Looks like the Q's only better. Up almost 12 bucks, 4%. That's no joke. The trend is your friend. They pop right back above the moving averages. They were teetering into falling into no man's land, rubber band situation. Instead, we have a rescue operation. We talked about this many times. This is the way these things work. You're going to see large swings in both directions. It's the market's job 
to make you believe everything's fine, whether it is or it isn't. They're going to make you believe it is if it isn't, and if it is, they're going to make you believe it is anyway. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. True and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.